Hello, and welcome to PW Kids Cast, the children's book podcast from Publishers Weekly. In each episode, we speak with authors and illustrators creating books for children and teens. I'm Emma Cantor, Associate Children's Book Editor at Publishers Weekly. Today, I'm speaking with author Hafsa Faisal about her new YA novel, We Hunt the Flame, first in the Sands of Arawia series. The book is due out on May 14 from Farrer, Strauss, and Giroux, which is sponsoring this podcast. Hafsa Faisal is an American Muslim author and brand designer. As the founder of Icy Designs, she creates websites for authors and more. We Hunt the Flame is her first novel. Set in a world inspired by ancient Arabia, the book follows a girl named Zafira, also known as the Hunter, who disguises herself as a man to seek a lost artifact that could return magic to her cursed world. Meanwhile, Nasir, the Prince of Death, has been sent by the king to retrieve the artifact and to kill the hunter. Thank you for speaking with me, Hafsa. Thank you for having me. Can you walk us through how you arrived at the concept for your debut fantasy? Yeah, so the original story was inspired by a back-to-back consumption of Lord of the Rings and Hunger Games, which led to the question, what if the Hunger Games was set in a fantasy world? And that was the direction that I wanted the story to go in, like contenders on an island fighting against one another for a prize. But the characters had different ideas, and it pretty soon became a quest instead, with all of these unlikely characters forming an alliance right from the start. In what ways did the culture and mythology of ancient Arabia inspire the kingdom of Arawia? Um, the Middle East is almost always portrayed like demonized or exoticized. So when I created Arabia, I wanted it to be a place that felt like home, which it is, you know, for thousands and thousands of people. So for the characters, this landscape with its endless sands and sweeping architecture is a mix between normal and also dazzling. And then I incorporated the food and the clothing and actual language. And while there are creatures from Middle Eastern myth in We Hunt the Flame, I wanted a story where the history and politics could all stand on their own, clearly not drawn from myth. And then to further that difference, within the story itself, my characters see myths as myth too, like genie lamps, for instance. There's even a reference to Shehrazad from A Thousand and One Nights. They're far-fetched, even for these characters. Once you had a vision for the book, what was your writing process like? Um, Writing would be so much easier if I could form a clear vision right from the start. But um, like I can't outline for the life of me. If I start out plotting how the story should progress, I just freeze up and then writing becomes terribly difficult. What I tend to do quite a bit, though, is think up random scenes and basically work towards them. Kind of like a cookie that I've promised myself if I reach a certain goal. And the writing process itself varies depending on the day. Some days the words flow easier, other days I'll just sit there staring at the cursor until my eyes cross. We Hunt the Flame first gained the attention of the YA community through DV Pit, the Twitter pitch contest connecting diverse authors with agents and editors. What was that experience like for you? Um... Okay, so I just finished up the draft of We Hunt the Flame the month of DVPit, 
and it was nowhere near ready. But I had been tweeting about the book offhand before, and a few agents were like, I hope you'll be participating. And so the day of the event, I sort of threw together a pitch and thought, you know, let's see how it goes. It turns out the pitch was better than I gave it credit for, and I got like over 100 requests. I queried about a third of them, received offers from a third of that, and then ended up signing with my agent a few days later. So all in all, it was a pretty great experience. The book has landed on several top YA and most anticipated lists, including Bustle, Barnes & Noble, and Paste. How does it feel for your debut to be generating this kind of buzz? Surreal. I know that's what everyone says, but that's definitely how it feels. And then with every new list it makes or achieving, it unlocks. I sort of peek over the edge and think, yep, this is it. I've reached the end. In addition to writing, you have a background in book blogging. Can you tell us about your review site, Icy Books? Yeah, so my book blog was basically my doorway into the world of publishing. I started Icy Books in late 2010 and dedicated it to reviewing YA and the occasional middle grade. My sister joined in a few years later, but we don't blog as much as we used to, sadly, because between my design business and writing, it's gotten a bit difficult to keep up with. As you mentioned, you also are the founder of Icy Designs. Can you tell us a bit about how that endeavor came about? Yeah, my design business stemmed from my book blog because I used to change up my blog's look every so often and share design tips with the community. Soon enough, other bloggers were asking if I could design for them, and then that led to authors asking for design services. And IC Designs came about soon after, so creating websites and blogs, and since then, it's also expanded to an online shop with hammered notebooks, candles, and literary-themed goods. Have you found any overlaps in your approach to fantasy world building and that work in visual design? Um, Definitely. I'm a very visual person, and I think that seeps into my world building. I tend to spend a lot of time when it comes to describing architecture and characters and symbols. Um, Sometimes I even sit out and sketch it to see how it'll look, even down to like the embroidery on and out its cuffs. You also mention in your bio that you're a fan of Assassin's Creed. Do you feel the video games have had any influence on your literary storytelling? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm a huge Assassin's Creed fan, not only because I love the concept of assassins fighting from the shadows for the good of the people, but also because of how incredibly and accurately the historical eras are portrayed. And Nasir, one of my two protagonists in Behind the Flame, was inspired heavily by Assassin's Creed, and I think fans will catch the similarities. I'm curious, who are some of your favorite YA authors, either from your own childhood or from today? Uh, This is a tough question because I'm going to have to be very selective, but I am a huge fan of Lee Bardugo, and who isn't? Mm. I also love Roshni Chokshi for how down-to-earth relatable she is. And Sabah Tahir, V. Schwab, um, Samantha Shannon, Karen Escalco, and uh, I also love Robin Lefevers and how open she is about the journey of writing. And I'll stop there with the list, we'll just keep going. Do you have any appearances lined up at YA festivals? I do. Um, I'll be at the LA Times Festival and TLA next month in April. 
I'll also be at the Children's Institute and ALA in June, and then I'll be hitting the road and tour with the Fierce Reads gang that same month. What has been the most surprising or enjoyable part of the publishing process for you? Well, I, since I've been a part of the book blogging community, I've seen how everything plays out on the other side of things. So ha- being able to experience what I've been a part of um, is like really rewarding and eye-opening because of how much work goes into a single title. And the tireless efforts of like the team at Macmillan, all of that has been it's just really rewarding, especially because I, I continuously feel like I'm alone in this, which I am 100% not. Can you talk a bit about your collaboration with your editor at FSG? Well, she... The thing is, my book was a certain way, and I think without her vision, it wouldn't have turned out as it did. It's, it's really neat to see how, how much work we put in, yet how similar the book is as what, what it was from the start, especially because like, the spine of the story is still there, but so much of it has changed, and the characters really shine. I mean, you would think that an editor wouldn't do as much work as they've done, but so much work has been done, and I just appreciate their efforts so much. And what do you hope readers will take away from We Hunt the Flame? Um, there are a lot of misconceptions surrounding the Middle East, and my biggest hope is that readers will turn over the last page and think, you know what, maybe they aren't so different from us. And I want this book to help readers redefine what normal is. And if not, then at least for a girl of Middle Eastern descent to read it and smile, because she found something that reminds her of home. Can you share anything about what's in store in book two of the Sands of Arawia series? Um, I can't share much, but expect betrayal and deception and a healthy dose of pain and heartache. Wonderful. Well, congratulations on your debut, and thank you for speaking with me. Thank you so much for having me. Once again, I've been speaking with Hafsa Faisal, whose new book, We Hunt the Flame, is out on May 14 from Farrer, Strauss, and Giroux. Thank you for listening to PW Kids Cast.